Welcome to Main Menu for the week of February 22nd through February 28th, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and glad you could be with us here on Main Menu today. We're always glad to see you come and be with us here on Main Menu, however you do that. Whether you stream us on ACB Radio or whether you download the show or you get us by podcast, we are always appreciative to have you with us and that you come back every week. And new listeners, we hope you will come back. We hope that we give you a lot of good information. If we aren't giving you the information that you need or want, please let us know. You can always contact us at www.mainmenu.acbradio.org. Come to our webpage and leave us a comment. Join the mailing list. We do have a Main Menu Friends mailing list, and we'd love to have you on the list. Well, today we have five different things. We are going to need to get into that right away here. We're going to start out with Mr. Chase Crispin, our executive producer of Main Menu, and Chase is going to be interviewing some folks from Bookshare at the ATIA conference, which was just recently held in Orlando, Florida, and they're going to be talking about the new web-based book reader that they have come up with so you don't even have to download your book from bookshare you can listen to it right there on their web page with a new reader that's built right into their web page then mary emerson of our main menu staff is going to come and she's going to demonstrate preparing your taxes accessibly online and how easy that is to do and hopefully painlessly uh, we hope uh, that it is painless for you but at least it'll be accessible and then david woodbridge compliments of vision australia uh, is going to be coming to us with a demonstration of speech recognition on the microsoft slate that he demonstrated last week and he's going to be showing you speech recognition on it this week and he is going to show you all about how to control the device with speech and also how to dictate a document on the device with speech recognition then chase crispin comes back to us again and he's going to be interviewing larry skukan from american printing house for the blind and they're going to be talking about a number of new products from american printing house for the blind and then finally david woodbridge comes back and he's going to demonstrate for us the new feature in apple tv that allows you to pair and use a bluetooth keyboard with your apple tv and that's all up today here on main menu we'll see you back here next week you have a great week and we'll see you soon This is Chase Crispin for Main Menu at ATIA 2013. I'm speaking with Allison Hilliger from Bookshare about some new announcements that Bookshare has just made. Thank you for joining us on Main Menu today. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me to talk with you today. I'm really excited to tell you about some new Bookshare features. Um, Bookshare has launched two new items. One of them is our web reader. And um, what that means is you can read books in a browser now. Um, you can use 
any browser except for IE 10, um, but IE, the, low, the earlier versions of um, Internet Explorer will work, just not 10. Um, but you can use your screen reader or your screen enlargement program to read the books in the browser. So what there is is when you download, search our website, when you log into Bookshare.org, you search for a book near the box that says download, near the download button rather, is a link that says read now. So if you press enter on that read now link, it will take a second to load and then it will actually load a web page that has the full text of the book. And um, if you're a Google Chrome user, we have built-in text-to-speech um, that will self-voice. But a lot of folks who use screen readers don't like to use Google Chrome, so that's where I'd recommend using another web browser like um, Internet Explorer, Firefox, or Safari, and then using your screen reader of choice or screen enlargement program to read. But certainly if you are a Google Chrome fan, try out the text-to-speech option that's built-in. Um, that works as well. I've used... Uh, I'm blind myself, and I've used several different um, screen readers with the um, web reader and it works well. So, And that allows you to navigate by chapters. You can use heading level navigation in your screen reader to move between each chapter. Um, you can use a find command to search for certain text within your book. So it's really nice. You don't have to actually download the book. You can just read it wherever you have an internet connection. Just um, log onto the site, click read now, or press enter on it and have it appear in the browser. And so that's one of our new features we're really excited about. And then our other one is Bookshelf. And the Bookshelf allows you to create book, virtual bookshelves, essentially lists of books um, that you want to categorize. Now, for an individual um, non-student member, this might be just lists of books that you maybe want to download in the future, or if you want to make a list of your favorite mysteries or favorite books by a certain author. You can access, you can create these virtual bookshelves and then access them later on our website and download books from them or just leave the books categorized in that bookshelf. Um, it's really nice. It's a very accessible process. There's just a little um, link that says add to bookshelf. Um, so I know that that, could, that works really well. For students... Um, who have organizational accounts, uh, a lot of times teachers will actually be able to create a bookshelf for a student yeah. on their organizational account where they might put a certain list of books for a class, and then a student can log into his or her individual account and access that bookshelf and get the books that they need for the class. So that's something that not not all of our members will want to use, but certainly some of our student members who are linked up with an organizational account and an individual account will want to access books from the bookshelf that way. So those are our two newest options, the bookshelf and the web reader. And both of those are just available as soon as you log into your Bookshare account, right? Right, right. The web reader is only available to individual members. Um, and yes, when you log in, there are just new options on the page. To get the web reader, you'd find the Read Now link, and it'll just open another browser page. And so I think it's really nice because you don't have to install extra software to download or you don't have to transfer it to a player. We still have our standard other ways of reading the book. You can still download to one of our free software tools. You can um, read the books in Read2Go, which is our iOS app, or Go Read, which is our Android app. Um, we still have MP3 downloadable books um, that are Daisy Audio um, to be listened to on an MP3 device. And so we still have many, many ways to read our books. You can still get our BRF format is available for Braille readers. So we still have our 
um, traditional formats, we're just adding this extra web reader component for those who want to read in their browser. Can you give us some contact info for people who want to find these new features or become a Bookshare member? Sure. You can go to our website, which is www.bookshare.org, and click on the Contact Us link. Um, that's probably the easiest, quickest way to get information. My email address, if you want it, is allisonh, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-H, at bookshare.org. Um, you can also always write to support at bookshare.org with the support question or write to membership at bookshare.org with the membership question. Those are probably some of your easiest ways to get in touch with us. Um, feel free to drop me an email or to go to the contact us link on our site as well. All right. Thank you, Allison, very much for joining us today. It's been good talking with you. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. I enjoyed talking to you, and I really um, I enjoy um, ACB Radio, so thank you. Hi, May Menu listeners. This is Mary Emerson, and today I'll be doing a quick demo of how to fill out paperless U.S. income tax forms, both the federal and the state, online via Tax Act. That's T-A-X-A-C-T. I started doing my own tax preparation back in 1992 with AM Tax Software for DOS, and pre-printed forms which AM Tax filled in as I went through them. Then I started using laser printers and they created tax forms that the IRS and the State Franchise Tax Board would accept. Tax Act started their online tax preparation process on their website in 2002 and that has worked so well for me that I've done paperless federal and state returns ever since. A few years ago, they started putting CAPTCHAs at the ends of the online forms. Before they did that, I could use Internet Explorer to fill out the forms. These days, I use Firefox because it has a CAPTCHA solver called WebVism, W-E-B is in boy, V is in Victor, I-S-U-M. Doing your taxes involves answering numerous questions and filling in info which you get from forms such as 1099-INT, you get that from your bank or credit union, 1099-R for retirees, W-2 forms which you can get from your employer, and 1099-SOC which you can get from the Social Security Administration. Many of these forms are available online these days. I am an Opticon user, an Opticon being a reading machine which is out of production but with many devoted users. And with this machine, Opticon users can read print directly from a printed page or a form or from a computer screen. It takes me a few hours each year to do my taxes, so I'll just give a few basics in this demo and describe the process of submitting the federal and state forms to the IRS and the State Franchise Tax Board. If the tax forms are accepted, you get an email from Tax Act saying they were accepted and you're all done. If not, you go back into the form on the Tax Act site, you fix the problem, you don't have to fill in the whole form, just the part that's wrong, and resubmit it. 
Tax Act charges a fee for your use of the software, and that's paid usually through credit card. After submitting that info, you have a few other options, such as keeping your form online for a few years, and you can print the form. Instead of printing it, I keep a copy of the PDF file so that I can print it or refer to it anytime in the future. A couple more things before we get started. The Tax Act website will time out after about 15 minutes. If it times out, I can log back in. It is a little disruptive, but it does put you back where you left off before it timed out. Because of the timeout and all the number crunching that's going on, I will be using a microphone with this little Olympus recorder instead of using Studio Recorder, which I really would prefer to do. Because if something happens and I have to reboot or something, then I'll still have the recording from this recorder. I'll give quick samples of questions as we go through. Also, each screen has a format which is consistent throughout the site, which makes it very easy. Once you get the format figured out, then you can go right where you need to go. If you're using Tax Act for the second time, or if you've used it in the past, it keeps your previous info and it fills it in on this year's form so that you can edit this if something has changed or you can just keep it if it's still accurate. This is great because you don't have to fill all this stuff out every year, especially your name, your social security number, your address, your marital status, your blindness status, over 65 checkbox, dependence, occupation, phone number, email, and the list goes on. I have a braille display and I was using it while reading the responses to some of the questions. So you'll hear a question, and then you'll hear me say, oh, yes, well, that's what it says, and it already filled it in. And so that's how I knew what was going on. I was reading a lot of Braille as I was doing the return. That's it for the preliminaries. Let's get started. Okay, we're in the main body frame. I've just logged on, and I'm going to arrow down to let you know that we've gotten into Tax Act. Welcome to Tax Act 2012 Online Ultimate. Thanks for choosing Tax Act to prepare and file your 2012 tax return. Tax Act walks you through your taxes with 100% accuracy and maximum federal refund. Guaranteed. Blank. Use the apostrophe help column anytime you need assistance. Click the apostrophe continue button below to get started on your return. And just to show you what else we have on this frame of the website, the top being all the links and usual go here to do this kind of stuff. Back button unavailable. I'm just arrowing down here. Continue button. List of four items. Link graphic help. Link graphic forms. Link graphic images. Link graphic tools. I've turned on graphics because we're going to need that at the end of the process. So I'm going to go back up to continue. Land list and link graphic to link graph link graphic forms. Link graphic help list of four continue button. And that's a button. Push space. Name, social security number, and date of birth. And that's what all this is. So I'm going to pause because I want to make sure everything's okay. Okay, it asked for the spouse's information, and I don't have that, so I'm going to push continue. Now we're on the blind or disabled section. Blank, please indicate if you are considered legally blind. Also indicate if you were permanently and totally disabled during any part of 2012. Continue button. That looks fine, so push enter. Check address and telephone number. I'm going to pause here. State of residence. Okay, this is just going to ask if I was in California last year. Blank, definition list of one items. Select your link state of residence on mouse over. As of December 31st, 2012. 
Blank. State of residence. Combo. And it is correct. Select button. List N. Blank. Several factors must be considered in determining your state of residence. Okay. However, no single item will make you a resident. Such. Skip all this. Continue button. Continue. Dependence. Went to the next screen and we're on filing status. And this should also be pre-filled. The next screen talks about the presidential election campaign fund. You can give a $3 donation. And the next screen allows you to confirm the information thus far. The next screen asks about estimated tax payments last year. The next screen asks about major life events like marriage or other such stuff. And I'm going to continue. And the next screen is a continuation of life events. So I'm going to continue past that. It's time to begin the federal cost. Tax Act will lead you step by step, finding all your deductions and credits for your guaranteed maximum refund. Hooray. By CA, they mean QA, capitalized. So it's the federal QA, is what it is. Checklist of documents and other information commonly needed. Download or print R. Link tax return checklist. Blank. Your refund or amount owed will update as you complete the interview. Let's get started. Click on the apostrophe Start Federal Cop button below. Blank. Start Federal Q&A button. And here we go. DID you receive any wages or a salary from an employer in 2012. And the next few screens are to review investment income, and I've got some work to do with this, so I'm going to stop and do that, and we'll be back. I'm going to show you what is following the main body frame beginning of the frame here, just so you know what these headings are that I'm skipping over. List of five items. Link income. I'm using JAWS 14, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Link deductions. Link credits. Link miscellaneous. Link summary. List end. And that's that, and we're on... Link jump to forms and topics. Well, that's another option. Investment income foreign trust. We're still into investment income, and I'm going to keep skipping past here. Now we're into reviewing retirement income, and this is the review retirement plan income section, and I have some work to do with this. But just to let you know what it says. Blank. Definition list. Would you like to review your previous retirement income entries? Add new retirement income or skip ahead to the state tax refund topic. Okay, I've got some work to do here, so I'm going to pause. How do I know all the numbers here and all of the information? I braille it before I fill in this stuff, and I put all of my tax year information in braille in an envelope, one envelope per year. Special situations and Roth rollover stuff for retirement plans, and it's taking me a while to get through this. But we're just moving along here. State income tax refunds. Would you like to review the previous entries for a refund of state and or local income taxes from your 2011 tax return for which you received in 2012? Social Security benefits. Did you receive benefits from the Social Security Administration or equivalent Tier 1 railroad retirement benefits during 2012? Unemployment compensation. Did you receive any unemployment compensation during 2012? Other income. Did you receive income from other sources such as alimony, gambling winnings, foreign earned income, jury duty pay, net operating loss care forward from 2011 or other miscellaneous income. And we're down to what they call the income examiner where you can look at your income summary and make sure that everything is valid. And then they start asking about IRA contributions, individual retirement account stuff. And there are questions about education such as... 
college tuition costs for yourself or members of your family. Pay student loan interest in 2012. Receive educational scholarships or fellowships. Not recorded to you on Form W-2. Or receive a distribution from the covered LESA or qualified tuition program 529 plans. We're in the other adjustments section and they're asking about moving expenses. Did you pay moving expenses for a qualified job change? Pay eligible educator expenses as a teacher who taught kindergarten through grade 12. Pay alimony. Participate in an Archer Medical Savings Account MSA or Health Savings Account HSA in 2012, or have any other adjustments. And now we're in the itemized deductions section. Your federal income tax may be reduced if your itemized deductions are larger than your standard deduction. Tax Act will automatically use the larger of your standard deduction or itemized deduction so you may wish to complete this topic even if you do not expect to itemize on your federal return. This information may also be used for your state if you are using tax act to complete your state return. Next we have earned income credit. Now we're in the residential energy credits section. You may be able to take a residential energy credit if you made energy saving improvements to your home located in the United States in 2012. And we've gone past the first time home buyer stuff and we're in the estimated 2013 tax. Most taxpayers rely on withholdings out of their paycheck as a means to pay their taxes to the IRS. If your withholdings do not cover the majority of your balance due, you may be subject to penalties. To avoid these penalties, you can pay estimates to the IRS at regular intervals. And we're down to the federal tax summary because everything is pretty much done. The state, there's going to be some of the same stuff going on here, but it won't be quite so long. State Q&A. State here we are in the California Q&A, and this is quite a bit shorter because they imported a lot of the federal stuff into it already. As you complete the federal car, Tax Act automatically transfers data to your state forms to help. List of three items. Bullet maximize your state credits and deductions. Bullet ensure accuracy of information between your federal and state returns. Bullet save you time. List N. Blank. We recommend completing the federal car before starting the state car. After completing the federal car, all you have to do to complete your guaranteed accurate state return is answer a few simple questions. Blank. Complete your federal return now by clicking on the federal car tab. Back button. Continue button. Just finished the federal Q&A, so I'm going to push continue. Now we're into California's form. Blank. Your federal data has successfully transferred to your California forms to help. List of three items. Bullet maximize your state credits and deductions. Bullet ensure accuracy of information between your federal and state returns. Bullet save you time. List end. Blank. With free e-file and direct deposit, you will get your state refund the fastest way possible and be notified when your return has been processed. Blank. All you need to do to complete your guaranteed accurate state return is answer a few questions. Do you want to complete your California return? You bet. We're getting close to the end, and I'm not going to show you all the California stuff because we all live in different parts of the country, and so a lot of it wouldn't be relevant. So I'm going to skip past all this and come back a little later. I've got to admit, I find the following just a little funny. Always brings a kind of a sly sort of a smile to my face. This is on the California form. Check the box below if all of the following are true for you and your spouse RDP. Blank. File the California form 540, 540, 542S, or 540N are returned last year. Did not change the address from the one shown on last year's tax return. Have the same social security number or item as last year. Have the same name first, middle, last as last year. 
have the same violent status as last year and are not deceased. Do you think the dead people are going to fill this stuff out? Now we're down to the California Direct Deposit, which is a good sign that I think they owe me something. Tax Act alerts reveal your tax return and identify any missing or incorrect information. You will also be alerted to possible tax saving opportunities you may have missed. Now we're down to e-filing. And blank e-file is secure, accurate, and confidential. Choose how you would like to file. Okay, I have some stuff to do here, so I'm going to stop. And now we are down to e-filing and the choose how you would like to file question. They ask you if you want to e-file or send a paper return, and I chose e-file. And then they ask you what you want to e-file, and I chose both for the federal and state return. And then you're asked if you want to receive your refund by check or by direct deposit. And, of course, you have to pay a fee for using Tax Act, and you fill that in as you finish e-filing signature draft plan the irs requires you to read and consent to the following statements in order to electronically file your return to confirm you press the i agree button which we're going to do e-filing prior year information in order to electronically file your return the irs requires taxpayers to verify their identity by entering information from their prior year's tax return please select the option below that best applies to your situation and then complete the corresponding information e-filing electronic signature. I am signing this tax return consent to disclosure by entering my self-select PIN information below. Continue button. E-filing state questions. Now it's time to answer a few electronic filing questions specific to your state. Blank. After you are through completing the following questions, it will be time to review your return for errors or omissions. Blank. Back button. Continue button. Okay, I'm going to stop while we go through this. Would you like to use the paperless option or signature option for your California e-file? Blank. Paperless option button. Yes. The federal and state returns have passed all alerts and are ready for submission. Any deviation from the electronic filing steps from this point forward will cause the steps to start over. Blank. Overview of remaining e-file steps. Blank. List of five items. Bullet entry of credit card information for payment of product fee, if applicable. Bullet printing review of your tax return. Bullet printing review of the e-file instructions. Bullet transmit your return by clicking the submit button. Bullet if the transmission is successful, you may check your e-file status by clicking on the e-file link. And I think that summarizes the rest of this process. E-filing, prepare to submit return. E-filing, prepare to submit return. And I believe if they've got a CAPTCHA, this is where it is. It's almost time to submit this federal and state return. Both your federal and state data will be submitted at this time. Blank. After successfully submitting your federal and state return, you will be responsible for confirming the status of your return. You can confirm the status of your e-filed return three ways. Back button. Continue button. Okay, we're going to continue. Firefox e-filing verification code. Please enter the verification code below, then click continue when complete. Blank. Heading level 4. Enter the verification code as shown in the box below. Now I'm going to do a blank edit. A solve capture. This is the box where you enter it. Link graphic reloads the code. Link introduction CPT fetch. This helps prevent tax returns from being filed using automated programs. It's in the reload the code graphic. It's solving the capture right now. It's in my clipboard, so I'm going to bring it in with a control V. Paste it. And there it is. Link graphic reloads link introductions. This helps prove back button. Continue button. Continue. E-filing submit return. Click the submit e-file button below to submit your federal and California returns. 
Submit e-files button. So I'm going to do that. E-file in your return has been submitted. Below is the current status of this submission. Blank federal return status. Link awaiting acceptance. Blank state return status. Link awaiting acceptance. Blank with direct deposit. The IRS will issue most refunds in less than 21 days. And that is about four or five hours of work summarized in less than 20 minutes. There you have it. I am sorry about the quality of the sound on this but I was in the process of doing what I was doing and trying to capture the process and how things work. I hope you found this interesting, and I've edited out a lot of stuff. I have condensed a lot of stuff, taken out key presses and navigation stuff, and even some of the text that appeared on some of the screens. This is just to show you all that it is possible to do your income taxes at least in the U.S. You can do them online. If you have Firefox or can see the screen well enough to read the CAPTCHA, then you're able to use this particular software. I don't know about any other software that works online, how accessible it is, but this is the software that I have stayed with for years. Thank you for listening. This is Mary Emerson for Main Menu. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of speech recognition in Windows 8 running on the Surface RT. I thought I'd just show you briefly what you can do with the voice recognition. So what I'll basically do is I'll start the voice recognition running by just saying a specific word and you can also press the control key plus Windows key or Lego key to start and stop the speech recognition. And of course I've already set the speech recognition up by using the settings in the speech recognition panel. So for this demonstration what I'll do is I'll jump into Narrator, slow the speech down, jump into Notepad, input some text, read it back, jump out of notepad back to the start menu and then we'll stop the demonstration there okay so here we go i'm actually going to wake it up now by saying the specific word start listening press windows plus enter plus i narrator settings window focus on tap three times with four fingers to review the full set of touch gestures supported by narrator drag a single finger around the screen to hear the names of the items you're touching tab general change how narrator starts and other standard settings button tab navigation change how you interact with your pc using narrator button tab voice change the speed pitch or volume of the current voice or choose a new voice button enter Enter. Voice. Change the speed. Pitch or volume of the current voice. Or voice speed. 90%. Slider. Down. 85. Down. 80. Down. 75. Down. 70. Down. 65. Down. 60. Down. 55. Down. 50. Tab. Voice volume. 100%. Tab. Slider. Voice pitch. 50%. Tab. Slider. Select a different voice for narrator, Microsoft Hazel Desktop, Editable Combo Box, Shortcut Alt Plus B, Collab, Find other voices Tab. that work with narrator, Save changes to these settings, button, Spacebar, Tap three times with four fingers to review the full set of touch gestures supported by narrator, Open Notepad, Save, Untitled Notepad window, Focus on, Editing Explorable Text, Window opened, untitled notepad. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, full stop. New line, new line. Of. 
Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their party. Full stop. New line, new line. End of line. Today I saw a little worm a wriggling on his belly, comma. I wonder if he would like to come inside and see what's on the telly, full stop. New line, new line. End of line. This is the end of this test document, full stop. New line, new line. The end. Select all. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Of nor is the time for all good men to come to the aid of the party. And today I saw a little worm wriggling on his belly. I wonder if he would like to come inside and see what's on the telly. This is the end of his test document. The into selected. Escape. Escape. Close window. Notepad dialog. Focus on save button. Shortcut alt plus s. Tab. Don't save button. Shortcut alt plus n. Enter. Start menu. Start menu, pane, focus on mail, 8. Stop listening. Okay, so there we have the demonstration, a little bit at least, of using speech recognition in Windows 8 on the Surface RT. So basically what I did, I didn't actually have my hands on the keyboard at all, or my fingers on the touchscreen. I used Windows plus Enter key to go into Narrator, and then as you heard, I instructed by tabbing and entering, and down arrow to change the voice rate of narrator itself and then we tabbed over to the save I pressed enter on save we then went straight into notepad and what I basically did for this demonstration at least was to just dictate in some paragraphs or some sentences and then to read it back as a whole that's why I did select all to highlight everything on the screen and of course narrator queued in and read the whole highlight back and to keep the text there that's why I said press escape which of course takes the highlight off the text that I've just inputted. And then when I closed the window with my voice, I tabbed through that dialog to don't save, and then back to the start menu. So you can definitely voice navigate and voice dictate into Windows 8 on the Surface RT. And as if everything, I find it's a really good combination between using the type touch keyboard, the touch screen, and of course the speech recognition if you wish. And as you can tell, it was picking up my voice fairly well. There was a few mistakes in the dictation, but not too bad at all. So as usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin from ATIA 2013. I'm speaking with Larry Skutkon from American Printing House for the Blind about some updates to the technology products that are new from APH. Larry, welcome back to Main Menu. Thank you, Chase. It's always a pleasure to be here. What is new in terms of updates to the APH tech products? Um, let's see. I, I think the Braille Plus 18 was out the last time we talked, but we've had uh, many, many major updates uh, to it since then, and, and one of them is actually in includes the new uh, Unified English Braille support. So uh, you can actually switch between old Braille and new Braille uh, pretty easily and kind of makes it easier to learn the new Braille that way because uh, one thing you can do is just actually type in uh, what we call uncontracted and it'll automatically contract it for you. 
uh, just in the word processor or wherever. So you can kind of get an idea of what the new uh, symbols look like. And it's really nothing to be too scared of. Uh, I actually think it's going to be a real boom for electronic devices because uh, right now, as you know, Chase, a lot of times you have to switch to computer braille. Like if you're uh, typing in a URL or a file name that has uh, periods in the middle of it or whatever. So, you know, Louis Braille back 200 years ago didn't really think that um, there'd be periods or dollar signs or at signs in the middle of a word. But uh, as we all know, over the last couple decades, um, the English language has changed dramatically. And uh, this update to Braille really uh, addresses that. So it'll make it easier so a person doesn't have to even know computer Braille anymore, which uh, will be a big help. Um, so the UEB is one new thing in there and uh, many, many updates to the uh, programs, uh, all the applications on there, uh, including Nearby Explorer. We've, uh, uh, I think in the original version of it, we didn't have a way to go to other cities to search, and uh, that's in there now. It's a pretty nice feature. Um, as far as Bookport DT goes, I believe that was already out last time we talked too, but since then, we've got... Uh, the NLS keys are available for it. The Learning Ally keys are available. And also, first in the United States, and this is really exciting, is uh, DAISY Online support. We've actually written a uh, DAISY Online web server, and there's already a client in the Bookport DT. And what that means for you is that you can actually download books uh, from right now from Bookshare and uh, the APH magazines directly on the Bookport DT without uh, having to use a computer in between. So it's pretty nice to be able to uh, get, you know, your daily paper or what have you, um, just wherever you happen to be with it. Uh, so you don't have to worry about uh, trying to, you know, download it, connect it to a um, SD card and switch it over to your device or anything. You just all do it, do it uh, all directly from the Bookport DT. The other really big thing is uh, we've released Nearby Explorer for the Android uh, platform, so you can uh, purchase it through the Google Play Store now. And... Uh, use it on your smartphone. It works on Android 2.2 and later, all the way up to 4.2. It actually uh, changes its interface depending on if you're running it on 2.x or 4.x. And uh, one of the uh, neat things, I don't know if we talked about GeoBeam uh, last time we talked, but GeoBeam is a feature in Nearby Explorer that lets you hold your phone horizontally and it kind of treats it like a flashlight but instead of a beam of light you have a beam that focuses on points around you uh, points of interest so uh, you can stand and move your phone around in a, a circle and say uh, like we're standing here it, it tells us CVS is 280 yards in the, in the direction you're pointing and you move it a little bit and it says 7-Eleven uh, you can actually follow that vibration all the way over to that 7-Eleven <laughs> and uh, depending on how accurate the point of interest is marked you can actually follow that right to the front door of the place now the 
The bad news is not every point of interest is marked that uh, precisely. But, uh, you know, once you have the one and you know where that point of interest is, of course, it'll always be in the same place. Uh, I know when we first started working on this program, for instance, a lot of the points of interest were marked out in the street in front of the building. And, uh, you know, since we're connected to Google Places, those, those get updated and they're getting more accurate by the, uh, by the month. And, of course, new ones come on and offline all the time. So I notice now as I'm walking down Frankfurt Avenue back in Louisville, I can actually uh, point it, and it, it usually goes right to the front door of the establishment, which is really handy, uh, a lot more handy than being out in the middle of the street where the uh, original points were. What is the price of Nearby Explorer going to be for Android users? It is $99. And I think that's uh, that's probably most of the updates. Uh, we're, we're working very uh, furiously on Braille Plus to make it better in uh, every way. So, uh, of course, people that have the Braille Plus 18 uh, get uh, updates for free. It automatically uh, notifies you every time you connect to a Wi-Fi network, and you can just go into your notifications and uh, download the updates. So uh, that's uh, that's the uh, Reader's Digest condensed version of what's been going on since uh, last time we talked. All right. Sounds good. So can you give us some contact info for people to find out about the APH tech products? Um, the best place to go is um, aph.org slash tech. T-E-C-H. All right. Uh, there's a list up in there, and uh, we, we put the full manual up there and all the links. And dem- we've got a lot of Chase's demonstrations up there now. Uh, we, we've added, like, resource links to, um, well, in particular, the Bookport DT and the uh, uh, Braille Plus 18. So you can see uh, Chase's latest video about uh, an overview of the Braille Plus 18, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of those awesome videos and and, uh, podcasts from from Chase. All right. Well, thanks, Larry, for joining us again on Main Menu today, and I'm sure people are going to be checking out all of these great products. Thank you. Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this Apple TV update demonstration for January 29th, 2013. And this is the day that an update was available for the Apple TV that, amongst other things, allowed you to use your Apple TV with a Bluetooth keyboard. So for this demonstration, I thought I'd show you how to pair the Bluetooth keyboard to your Apple TV, how to navigate the interface of the Apple TV, and then how to do a few things such as play a trailer or a straight preview on the movie, and how to control your music, for example, on the Apple TV via, in my case, iTunes Match. So before I get started, let me just say that my Apple TV is turned on. I have voiceover running and my HDMI television is turned on and on the right channel, of course. Now I've already paired my Bluetooth keyboard. In this case, it's my Apple Bluetooth keyboard. I'm just going to show you where you would go to initially pair your keyboard. Of course, to type in the required pairing pin number on the keyboard. So I've got the Apple remote in my hand. 
and I'm currently sitting at the home screen of the Apple TV. So I'm just going to press the up arrow. Music button, three or five. And of course, we want to go over to settings. So I'm just going to press the right arrow on the Apple remote. Computers button, four or five. Settings button, five or five. And I'm going to press select on the remote or the OK. In settings, general button, one of seven. And we want general, so I'm going to press select or OK again. In general, about button, one of 16. And press the down arrow to get down to Bluetooth. Name, toy room, network. Woody, parental controls, button, remotes, button, Bluetooth, button, 6 of 16. Okay, and we're on Bluetooth. I'm going to press select or OK. Bluetooth, searching, button, 1 of 2. Use a Bluetooth keyboard to control your Apple TV. To pair a keyboard, make sure it's discoverable. Now, since I've already paired mine, so press down arrow. In devices, keyboard, visions keyboard, connected, button, 2 of 2. Now, of course, before when it was searching, it actually found, in this case, my named Vision Australia keyboard. And I pressed select, and as I said previously, it came up with a pairing request. I typed in the pairing request on the Bluetooth keyboard, and then hit the enter key, and I was ready to use the Bluetooth keyboard with the Apple TV. So in that case, let me now put my Apple remote back on the entertainment unit. Grab my Apple Bluetooth keyboard. So now, if I just press the escape key, which is the back button. In general. Bluetooth button, 6 of 16. That'll take me back to the menu, of course. And of course, if I hold down the back button, as we do with the menu button, we can bring up the actions menu. So I'm going to hold the escape key down. 1 of 1, return to main menu, button, 1 of 3. Okay, so we've got return to main menu at the top. I press the down arrow on the keyboard. Voice over, selected, button, 2 of 3. Voice over, currently selected. If I hit enter, it will turn it off. Down again. Closed captions, button, 3 of 3. And closed captions, okay. So I'm going to press up arrow twice. Voice over, return to main menu, button, and press 1 of 3. enter on return to main menu. In general, in main menu, settings, button, 5 of 5. And of course, we can navigate the menus in a number of ways. If I press the left arrow. Computers, button, 4 of 5. Music, button, 3 of 5. TV shows, button, 2 of 5. Movies, button, 1 of 5. Okay, and right out to go back. TV shows, button, 2 of 5. Music, button, 3 of 5. Computers, button, 4 of 5. Setting, button, 5 of 5. Or we can type in a letter on the keyboard, of course, to jump to that option. And of course, if you've got more than one item that begins in this case with the letter M, such as M for movies and M for music, you can type in a few more characters. So I want to jump over to movies. I'm just going to type in M-O. Movies, button, one of five. And we're on movies. I'll press the enter key. Purchase, one of six. Purchase, one of six. Purchase, one of six. Okay, so we're on purchased. Now I could press the right arrow key to go over to search. I'm just going to type in S to jump to search. Search, six of six. And enter. Search, in search. Search for text keyboard A button alpha. Press to change keyboards. Okay, so I want to search for the movie The Hunger Games. So I'm just going to type in hunger. H-U-N-G-E-R. Six items found. And it says six items found. So I'm just going to press the tab key. The Hunger Games HD content. Release 2012. Button one of six. So I've got six results. So I press the dead arrow key. Hunger HD content. Release 2008. Button two of six. The Hunger HD content. Release 1983, button, 3 of 6, Hunger, HD content, release 2009, button, 4 of 6, Paul Hungerford, button, 6 of 6. And of course, I really want the Hunger Games, as I just said previously, so I'm going to press up arrow to get back to Hunger Games. Hunger, The Hunger, Hunger, The Hunger Games, HD content, release 2012, button, 1 of 6. Now, when I press the enter key, the focus will be on the preview button, and then it will also read the summary of the movie on the screen, and when it's read enough, I'll just press the enter key to activate the preview button. Enter now. Preview, button, one of five. The Hunger Games, Lions Good Color Force Larger Than Life Productions, Ludus Productions, M. Every year in the ruins of what was once North America, the nation of Panem forces each of its 12 districts to send a teenage boy and girl to compete in the Hunger Games. Part twisted entertainment, part government intimidation tactic. The Hunger Games are a nationally televised event in which tributes must fight with one okay, another until one survivor remains. Pitted against... Okay, and I've activated the preview button. Wanna see what I got you today? 
a Mockingjay pen. As long as you have it, nothing bad will happen to you. I promise. Welcome and happy Hunger Games. Now, of course, while I'm listening to the preview, I can press function key 8 or F8 to pause it. And I can press function key 8 or F8 again to resume the preview play in this case. Okay, and then to stop the preview and return, I can press the escape key. Preview button, one of five. The Hunger Games, Lions the Color Force Larger Than Life Production, okay, Luminous Production. Again. M, search, six of six, in search. Back to search. The Hunger Games, HD content, release 2012, button, one of six. Now I'm going to hold down the escape key again to bring up the actions menu. One of one, return to main menu, button, one of three. Press the enter key. In search, in main menu, movies, button, one of five. And let's go and see what we can do with music. So as I said previously, we've got M for movies and M for music. So I'm just going to type in MU. Music button, three of five. Now in this case, I'm actually going to go above the music menu option to get to the other controls. In iTunes match, Ministry of Sound Chill Out Sessions XP, one of 25. Okay, now I want to add right arrow over to one of my favorite country Artists, I'm going to press the right arrow. Coco, Footrick, Luck, Mix, The Great Dust, Shoots Too Narrow, The Covers Recall, Smell Building, The Moldy Peak, Rain Dog, Wonder, Look, Absolute Great, 40 Years True Blue, 12 of 25. Okay, Absolute Greatest, 40 Years True Blue, John Williamson, enter. In Absolute Greatest, 40 Years True Blue, Shuffle, Button, 1 of 37. And what I'm going to do for this absolute recording, greatest, 40 years true blue. I'm actually going to select a quiet song, and quiet songs either side of that one, so I can demonstrate the play pause current track and then previous and or next track functions. So I'm gonna press down now to get to wrinkled. Believe boy, raining on the rock, galleries of hillbilly road, flower on the walk, rip rip wood, a bushman cancer, wrinkle, four, thirty-eight, button, nine of thirty-seven. Okay, and of course to start playing that I'm gonna press the enter key. Now when it starts playing, I can then press F eight as I did on the preview, so function key eight for the preview for the Hunger Games to start and stop that track. And then I'm going to also press F9 to go to the next track, so Funky 9, and then F7 to go back to the previous track that was playing, and again to a track before that one. I'll press Enter now. Loading. Okay, so that's playing. Now if I press F8, it pauses the track. I press F8 again. Okay, let me press F9, Function Key 9. Goes to the next track. Okay, and if I press F7. Press F9, and it goes to the next track. Now remember with these previous commands, F7 in this case, I press F7, we'll go back to the initial beginning of the current track, so I have to press F7 twice to get back to the previous track. So 1, 2, okay, and if I press F7 twice again, 1, 2, okay, that's the previous track. And if I press F8, it stops it. Now, what I've noticed on the Bluetooth keyboard, F10, F11, and F12, so function key 10, 11, and 12. Traditionally, on your Mac keyboard, and of course, even on an iOS device, the Bluetooth keyboard, that's actually mute, and then volume down and volume up, respectively. It actually doesn't work when you've got it plugged to an HDMI TV. However, what I've found is that if I'm actually airplaying the Apple TV to another AirPlay device, such as the AQ Smart Audio Speaker, I can actually use F10, F11 and F12 to control the volume of the music playback. Just a note about using AirPlay speakers. 
The names of the speakers in the current update still do not talk through voiceover. And of course, AirPlay is under your settings, so I'll just quickly show you where that is. So I'm just going to press the escape key for the moment. In absolute greatest, 40 years true blue. Wrinkles, 4, yes, 38, button in main menu. Now playing, a Bushman can't survive, 1 of 26. And press down arrow. Music, button, 3 of 5. Back to the main menu, and I want to go to settings, I'm going to type in S. Setting, button, 5 of 5. Enter. In settings, general, button, 1 of 7. And of course, as with the menus that I did before going across, these menus are going down, but I can type in the name of the option I want to jump down to. So I just type in AIR. Airplay, button, five of seven. And I haven't actually tried A, that could have probably also worked. Okay, so I'm on Airplay, and press enter. Airplay, on, button, one of five. Airplay lets you show the screen or play content wirelessly from supported iOS devices or computers. Go to www.apple.com slash support slash applet v for more information. Now you always have three options in this menu, so I'm just going to press down and up to reread that first option. Airplay, on, button, one of five. Okay, so Airplay is currently on on my Apple TV, down again. On screen code, off, button, two of five. Okay, on screen code, down again. Set password, button, three of five. Okay, so you always have those three when options there set, in that menu. You need to enter the password to use Airplay. And currently the other two options in there are my lounge room Apple TV and the current toy room Apple TV, and I've currently got my... AQ smart speaker currently turned off at the moment, but if that was on, that would be a sixth option in that menu. So just keep in mind, the first three options are always there, and then your AirPlay devices will be then four, five, six, etc. So let me just press escape to bring up the actions menu. One of one, return to main menu, button, one of three. And press enter. In AirPlay, in main menu, settings, button, five of five. Now just in case you're wondering that you don't have that actions menu coming up on your system, let me just show you where you can actually turn that on. So just to confirm where we are, I'm going to press the left arrow. Computers, button, four of five. And runner again. Settings, button, settings, five of five. Enter. In settings, general, button, one of seven. When we go into general, so we put enter. In general, about, button, one of 16. Now, interestingly, on this menu, if I want to get down to accessibility, if I typed in A, it's just going to go to about. I tried to type in the first two letters of accessibility, which was A, C, or even A, double C, and that didn't work. So I found a quick way to get down to accessibility was type in U for update. Update software, button, okay. 7 of 16. So I've gone down past about, and if I type in A again. Accessibility, button, 12 of 16. I'm now on accessibility, so I press the enter key. In accessibility, voiceover, on, button, 1 of 4. Okay, so voiceover is currently on, down arrow. Speech rate, normal, button, so 2 rate, of 4. Currently set to normal, down again. Use pitch, on, button, Let's 3 of 4. On. Accessibility menu, on, button, 4 of 4. Okay, and my accessibility to menu access accessibility is options. currently on. Hold down the menu button. And of course that then brings up that options not only to return to main menu, but also has the options in this case for voiceover and captioning. So accessibility menu, you can toggle that on or off to get those options that come up in the actions menu when you hold down the escape key. So I'm going to hold down escape. One of one, return to main menu, button, one and of three. Enter. In accessibility, in main menu, settings, button, five of five. And if I want to go back to the desktop with the icons on, I press down arrow. Radio, button, five of five. And remember that in a previous demonstration, I actually have hidden some of the icons that I don't use on my Apple TV. But to navigate the current icons that I've got, of course, you can just press left and right. So I press left arrow. Podcasts, button, four of five. YouTube, button, three of five. Trailers, button, two of five. And so on. I just press radio to go backwards as well, or I can type in the first letter to jump that item as well. So type in P. Podcast, button, four or five. Okay, and I'm on podcast. So that concludes this demonstration of using your Apple TV with a Bluetooth keyboard. And in this demo, I discuss the fact that you can pair it, of course, with your Apple TV. You can navigate the interface for the Apple TV. Basically, your escape key takes you back or brings up the actions menu. Up and down, left and right to navigate, and enter to activate an item.
you can start and stop preview of a movie for example in this demonstration and then we also looked at playing music and the fact that you've got F7, F8 and F9 for previous, current and next track and that F10, F11 and F12 to mute volume down and volume up it does not appear to actually work when you've got it plugged in on HDMI TV but does work when you're using an AirPlay device and a warning about the current issue that when you've got AirPlay devices that come up under your AirPlay menu the fact that those speakers still do not talk or are announced by VoiceOver so that completes this demo thanks for listening and bye for now Vision Australia Blindness and low vision services. All of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at Main Menu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. If you're interested in other ACB Radio programming besides Main Menu, you can learn more about ACB Radio by visiting www.acbradio.org. If you would like to receive Main Menu as a weekly podcast, you can do so by subscribing to the Main Menu podcast feed with the URL http slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. You can also hear us by subscribing to Main Menu in the iTunes Store or by finding us in the iBlink radio app made by Serotech for iOS and Android-powered devices. Finally, we are heard on radio reading services from all over the world. The radio reading service in your state or country may already be carrying main menu every week. If you would like to receive announcements about the latest ACB radio programming news, including main menu, you can subscribe to the ACB radio announce-only mailing list by sending an email to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. Finally, if you would like to interact with listeners of all ACB Radio programs, you can subscribe to the ACB Radio Friends List by sending a blank email to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us.
On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.